and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, or and potentially recommendations. Woo! I was so close, almost got through it. Of whatever we read this week, Amy, what did we read? We read Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Delightful. And I will do our spoiler-free Notice how I don't even have a choice. Go. Daisy Jones and the Six is a pretend biography of a band from the 70s called The Six and Daisy Jones. So basically, Daisy Jones was her own act, The Six was their own act, and they released one majestic album in day called as as Daisy Jones and The Six in the 70s called Aurora. And after that one album, they split up all went their separate ways. No it was one's like really no one has ever spoken about it again. Some of them quit music. A lot of them quit music or did whatever. Like everyone's kind of gone off and then done their own thing. And they were like groundbreaking, changed the rock and roll scene forever kind of band. But no one's ever heard what really happened, what their story was. Why did they? So right. yeah. So Daisy Jones and the Six sells itself as a biography of the band. Obviously, the band doesn't exist. It's entirely fictional, but it's told as verbatim. So exactly as the interviewees spoke it, that's the way it was recorded by the documentarian. I just want to say here that we read it as an audio book. So well, imagine it as a radio documentary. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you there's an audiobook version where everyone is a different voice. A different voice. So it's it's acted in such a way that every one of the characters it's like and band 40 members yep, has their own voice. There's a narrator. And yeah, well the narrator is the documentarian, so the author of the pretend biography kind of jumps in and occasionally will offer like clarifications or whatever but aside from that you don't she doesn't ask questions the author doesn't really ask questions it's structured in this way where you kind of one person will tell the story and it might jump to another person but they're not all in the same room it's it's interviews being cut together the beauty of a documentary that is completely faked is that Every like whatever you want to reveal about the characters and however you want to do it, you can choose the perfect soundbite, the perfect words and phrases. You don't have to rely on someone actually having said it that way. So Which that's- means it's really good for different points of view. Absolutely. Basically, we follow the band from their inception. So Billy and his brother Graham mm-hmm. are the, the people. Dunn brothers. The Dunn brothers. And they are the two who started the six. So it sort of starts with Billy and Graham and their story. And then you get Daisy's backstory and upbringing. She was a socialite, kind of grew up in LA to wealthy and indifferent parents. So imagine Drew Barrymore's childhood pretty much but in the rock scene so yeah so daisy's she was, she like was kind on the of a groupie and yeah rock Lots, and roll yeah so the underpinning then all the way through is that daisy is an addict mm. and and was for her whole kind of you know every everybody was and that was interesting the way they kind of explored drug culture and creativity and mm. band to culture and the rock culture of the era so it literally follows them it tells the story, everybody's backstory, all the way through to the band breaking apart and what caused that and, in the end. And, and, the and that's, 
A bit after as and well. a little bit after, yep. And that's kind of it, honestly. They write songs, things happen, like everything else is just plot. That's that's the premise of the book. The end. So, Amy, what did you think of Daisy Jones and the Six? This was very. This must have been a recommend for us because it's this not. This was a recommend, but I cannot remember. Oh, do you know who it was? This is two weeks in a row. It was. Saturday morning pottery class discussion. Right. I don't know if it was Louise, but it came up. Yeah, right. This was a really interesting read. And then you recommended that I just do the audio book. Well, yeah, because I went on to – it was just on our list. I didn't know what it was. I was just looking for my next next book. Yeah. And I – I think it was in the I think it was in the school holidays because I was in a mode where I was just sewing all the time, so my children must have been at daycare. <laughs> but also, um, this book is really hot right now, so you can't get it out on hold in the library within any time less than like six weeks. But you can get the audio book, which is weird. Yeah, well, I think the audio book people get through quicker. Yeah, I think got- is the idea. But I got the audio book because I prefer an audio book anyway because it allows me to multitask. So, um, I did the audio book and then finished it. And I massively valued it being an audiobook because of the production values yeah. of the audiobook, because it was more like a radio play. The fact that it's, if it's a documentary, I kind of want. Yeah, it was like a radio play. It was. And that was really cool. So, yeah. but because you said listen to it and, and it actually value adds, you thought, to the experience of it, I did it as an audiobook. And there aren't many that I've actually read. A story that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, usually you, you have to read it first. Yeah. Because it just, I find it hard if I can't see the words sometimes to follow what's happening. It reminded me, and this sounds so ridiculous, of Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> but like in the sense that it was, seems fact, but is actually fiction. Yeah. Because it was heavily paralleling fact. Yeah. And if you look up Daisy Jones and the Six on the on Google, the first thing that comes up is are they real where can yes. i get their album yes. <laughs> things like that why haven't i heard of aurora before now yeah. yeah exactly i could see it as i was listening to it i was like this would be an and amazing also, musical like jersey boys yes. because you get everyone's different perspective yeah. on events and i really enjoyed that so there's like a moment in it where i remember and i was like yes audiobook is this is just the way to do it yeah where they're talking about when they sort of came together as the six and there's the five guys and the keyboardist karen whose surname she's karen karen and they were talking about crafting an image and the manager was like you need to wear different things and he tries to make her you know wear something yes and they've got the manager saying oh you know i've said they should wear this because they'll look much better i told karen she should you know dress more like a girl you know dress a bit more yeah. feminine cut to the voice actor of karen I told him to get stuffed and then cut to another one of the members of the band saying, she always wore turtlenecks. She looked really hot in turtlenecks or things like that. And it just sort of, you didn't need to necessarily have massive amounts of paragraphs of storytelling. No. You could progress the characters and the narrative through these little tiny sound bites. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But. I was really worried when I listened to the audiobook that I wouldn't be able to follow the massive cast of characters. But what they do, the convention that they use is they go, so Billy, before he speaks. Yes. Unless it's a tiny little interjection. Or so and like, I, think it's also, I think it's also dependent on how long it's been since he's spoken. Yeah. So if it's been for a little, if it's been a while, then he will say Billy and then, yeah. But. But if he just spoke, he'll just – and he just has a comment. Yeah. I really liked about this story the 
female characters. Yeah. I didn't – I actually could take or leave Daisy. It wasn't about Daisy for me. Mm. She was well, – I didn't I, – she took probably most of the book to grow on me, and I felt that oh, was just yeah. too long. But I really liked Karen Karen, the keyboardist. I really mm. liked Camila, mm. who's Billy's wife. That's not a spoiler. It's on the back of the book. And the relationships that those three women had, for me the story was about them, less so. It became more about them. Okay, because I was looking forward to hearing them because it was just all of these male voices. Well, and then you'd hear Daisy a little bit. Yeah, because mm. it was that period of time yeah. and it was that industry. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yay. So my ear was really looking forward to the stories of these, even though I didn't really like Daisy, these three women. Yeah. Just because I think of the performances and the contrast, yeah. and it really highlighted that it was this really, uh, God, I would not have wanted to have been. <laughs> yeah. In, not my world and so alien and I was Googling things left, right and centre to try and just cross-reference because I know, like who did you say this was modelling on? It's based on Fleetwood Mac. I've heard of Fleetwood Mac. I've got no idea about oh, rock really? culture or, you know. I, once, I, once I heard it was kind of based on Fleetwood Mac, I – was like, oh, whoever is playing Daisy Jones in this audiobook is doing a majestic job because she sounded so similar to Stevie Nicks. Yeah, not so that she's based on Stevie Nicks, but well, sorry, not that she reference. is supposed to pretend to be Stevie Nicks, but that's kind of the kind of person she's based around. So I had a really clear visual for the type of character right. Daisy was. So it was all just fresh to me. Yeah. And I was was like learning as I was going on. But yeah. that's well, see, why I, was, I grew up on Fleetwood Mac. That's why I had spinal tap in my mind. Because yeah. that's the closest association yeah, yeah, I that's have. Fair enough. You're like, well is this chick from? The only other thing I have before I tell you if I liked it or I didn't like it overall was that this is advertised as a romance. Is it though? I don't like, think is it, no. is it is it advertised as a romance? Yes. Mm. Because the author writes Romance books. Yeah. I don't think this – if you pick up this book wanting it to be a romance, I don't think that's the point of the book. And I would completely disagree with its categorization in that, you know, it's being adapted as a Netflix or something series. Uh, Amazon Prime, Amazon but yes, Prime. I did yeah. know that. I don't think it needs to be an Amazon Prime series and I know it's just going to be about sex and drugs and hey, I don't that's need to why, watch that. that's why it's being an Amazon Prime All series. All of the beautiful character interaction and that – point of view perspective that I really enjoyed in the book will not translate to a series. No. It's just going to be a cash cow. I have zero interest They'd in They'd have to get Taika Waititi to do it as like a mockumentary style, what we did in the shadows sort of thing. Yes. To work. Yeah, that's or, true. Um, with Edgar Wright, that's the only way I think you would work. Also, you would definitely need to have someone to yeah. keep that on track. <laughs> it was... If I'd gone into it expecting it to be a romance, You'd I would have, have tapped out really yeah. early on because it was there was like romance between some of the characters, but it's this massive ensemble cast. It's yeah, like it a, a rock documentary. That's what it is. I kind of I have a comment about that though, but maybe I'll finish finish up and so, I'll kind of come back to the romance element in a minute. I would recommend this. You sound so like pain. like there's a massive caveat. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was really gripping. It was really really interesting reading. I have no idea what it would be like as a book. I think I get through it a lot quicker because I just read much more quickly. But the audio experience was phenomenal. 
Yeah. It was so, such interesting. This was one of – It was the, perfect use of the format. Absolutely. And it was probably one of the only audiobooks not, – not one of the only, but – it fell into my category of audiobook where the performance is so strong and it's such a deliberate use of the mm. format that I played it at normal speed. Like I played it at the speed at which it had been recorded and intended for And that my would use. have been your appreciation of the Daisy performance yes. as well. Now, the... Yeah, I thought speeding her up would wreck it. She has that Stevie Nicks kind of But they all draw. talk at different paces because of That's their characterizations. Really kind of. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. If... I don't think this version will be different across the world. I the only so character I remember that if you look at the cast and you're like, who will it be? It's got Judy Greer in it. So if you just check the cast list, that's the audiobook version. Yeah. So your thoughts? Are you are you recommend? Oh, you would recommend. Yeah, it. yeah, that's what you said, right? I agree with everything you've said. In in that, for me, the thing that gripped me in this book was how quickly it moved mm. and how the multiple perspectives of one event, for me it kind of made it more about the events of these characters' lives and the idea of how lots of different personalities fit together when you're trying to do something creative. And so that I found that really interesting. I And I also agree with everyone on the internet. It was massively so well realized that it felt real. It felt oh, yeah. so realistic. And the audiobook performances, Billy literally sounds like a rock star. Like he sounds, he's got that kind of timber to his voice. And like I said, Daisy Jones just sounds like Stevie Nicks. So... Perfect. Like really, talks too slow. It annoyed me. I wanted to speed her up, but that's because again I didn't her know style. who she was referencing. Yeah, fair enough. So I was just like, ah, oh, slowpoke. Yeah, come on, get to the point. Karen, Karen got to the point. <laughs> Daisy's had a lot of drugs. Like we're probably lucky she even remembers the seventies. True. I found for all of its so for my kind of assumption that Amazon Prime will take this and turn it into something that is just romanticized or gritty because it's about drugs and sex and rock and roll. It wasn't that. The book wasn't that for me. The characters felt really real and they were real people. It was about characters. And it was about relationships. And it was told with the perspective of so much time. So at the time of like pretend recording of all of these interviews it's been a really long time the band members have a lot of distance yeah, it's been like 45 years yeah so that was really really nice because it was about friendships and about love and about how mixed up people can get particularly in the 70s on lots of drugs but i understand how with no other category to put it in because there isn't... I would call it drama. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you could just call it a drama. I think that's why drama exists as a category, isn't it? It's where people, you put all the you things you can't categorise. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I understand them putting it in a romance category. It's not a romance in the traditional sense at all, but it is a book about love. And when you think about it, I would be disappointed if I went into it expecting like a Julia Quinn style romance novel. I definitely would be, I would have stopped because I would have been confused about what it was. Though, maybe not because I read My Brother Michael to the end and that definitely wasn't a romance novel. This is more romance novel than My Brother Michael was. 
That's my point. It it was about Yes, but love. I think it's like your argument where they just categorize an oh, author yeah. and they go, oh, yeah, she writes romance, stick it in the romance section. Yes, and yeah. potentially, yes, but there was love here and that. There was. And love was a driving Force, particularly and with a like deciding force of the narrative, Camila and like yes. Camila and Billy's relationship and yep. all their ups and downs, and and it develops over. And I liked that too, was that it covered a very long period of time mm. and a complicated and tumultuous period of time. So yeah, in that sense, I really really enjoyed it, and I thought the performances were phenomenal, and I thought the writing was snappy and quick, and, and managed to communicate a lot of character and nuance. in a quick yes. period of time. I think that's so clever. So I really clever. liked the people who were like, I don't have any comment. <laughs> yes, I love that though because no comment is comment. So I thought it was clever and great and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It did take me a little bit to get into the swing of the format and I think it would have taken me longer in the written – I don't think I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much – as a book, as a as a written, I agree. I think book. I would have read it much quicker in book mm. format, though. And I also feel like the way the book is written is very much as though what you're listening to is snippets of an in, of interviews. Do you mm. know what I mean? So I feel like this is the i feel like audiobook is actually the natural format for this narrative to be told in yeah i think that's where it fits and sits the nicest like the the book is just the script for the audiobook that's book. yeah that's yeah. what i mean yes thank you that's so much clearer than what i was saying that is exactly what i mean i feel like the book would just be the script of the audiobook rather than the audiobook someone reading you the book it's like we loved some of those so like the sundown motel simone st james who you need to be reading that's we not really about like the double narrative the two different voices and the different characters yeah. and that was and this was that just, was really awesome for us and now this is like next level yeah because- this is just that turned up to a, a million yeah it was but very well handled like again that cast of characters i felt i found a little bit daunting but it really was clear it was so easy to kind of follow and there are some people who like at the beginning you meet like there's the doorman of the Hollywood Hilton or whatever it was yeah. called, and he s- always introduces himself as blah blah the doorman, doorman yeah. Holly- and then you hear him different times throughout the story, and because they're like, oh, you might not remember, they reintroduce who they actually were, so they'll be like, yeah, but they blah, also blah, Daisy's manager, yes, they blah, blah, blah. Daisy's manager this date to this day, blah blah blah. The idea, I suppose, from the historian perspective, was that the biographer was trying to corroborate what everyone was saying to get a more complete picture of what mm. had happened. So she did corroborate with people like Dormans or this guy who was the a roadie. And it was overwhelmingly male voices because it was that the was time. the era and the time. The female voices, though fewer, were given power. A lot of power. And and you heard from yeah. them a lot. Like Karen Karen. We heard from her heaps. And she had she had a definite within kind of they not only did they were they given power in terms of they got a lot of airtime. It was their stories, really. They were a massive part of what drove the novel. There were three women. Yeah, but they but they their decisions and their Absolutely and their kind of power and their I guess their drive and determination. 
that that's was what, what engaged what devi- me. That's in what it. defined the band and defined what had happened to these characters. I think also it was interesting how separate the women were too. That they weren't this little kind of posse, this kind of sisterhood who really took care of each other. They were all quite isolated. They kind of had friendships over the time. But they weren't deeply connected. No. Do you know what I would say about this book, this audio book? Yeah, we kind of are reviewing the audio version, aren't we? Is that I found the first half significantly more interesting than the second half. Yeah, me too. Because I really liked finding out how, like how they rose through that world. Mm to create and to reach the sort of pinnacle, I was less interested it was almost, in how and why they deteriorated. I was. It was almost once the kind of romanciness started, which yes. also, spoilers, it's how Fleetwood Mac went down. I was once like, the kind of, bored now. Yeah, once, <laughs> once that kind of happened, I was like, well, this is a bit cliched now. This is what I would expect, whereas the other I did find quite interesting. Yeah, it was that was fascinating. Um, and like the record deals that they were negotiating yeah. and just the constant touring. And there was mm-hmm. one moment before we wrap up that vividly stuck in my mind and then I had to put it down and actually go and I do some research. Do some research. Was they had the tour manager when was they were doing the on the bus. Oh and he went one thing they never they never Never go. wondered. We were in a fuel crisis. No one could get fuel. They never wondered how our bus kept going, did they? <laughs> Yes, I actually thought of you when I heard that yeah. bit and thought, that's cool, and Amy will really appreciate that. And I was like, and pause. Hmm, there was a petrol crisis in yeah. the mid-70s. Here's a fun fact. You could get, if your license plate had, like, odd numbers in it, you had to go to the petrol station on, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And if you had even numbers, you could go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. No one was allowed on a Sunday. Sunday was- <laughs> Thanks, Ames. <laughs> but I, I was like, no, no one would think about that. Oh, my goodness. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad you right. enjoyed the semi-fake, semi-real history. I would recommend it as well, just before we move on. I, however, and this is... Controversial. I am probably not going to listen to it again because it's quite vivid in my mind. Like, I've only watched Fight Club once. Vividly yeah. stick in, sticks in my mind. I remember it. You'd recommend it to other people, but you wouldn't say you treasure it. Yeah, I I got what I needed from it and it left a vivid impression. So this I appreciate encountering and I really will always remember it. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to reread it. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever need to reread it. Uh, If I do, it would be in text form to mm. do a comparative experience. Mm. And I probably would watch a couple episodes of the TV series just because I'm I would be interested to see what they do, but I feel like it's just going to be exactly what I expect it to be. I'll watch episode one. That's as far as I can get. That's, that's all I can promise. Of anything pretending to be documentary. Yes, uh, I don't think they're going to do it as a mockumentary. I think it's just going to. No, be... I don't. They wouldn't do it as a mocker, <sighs> but they need someone who's got skills in that. But they should do it as a mockumentary because that's the the core of what it is. That's and that and that distance and that time and that reflecting on what went down. That's the core of the narrative. Like that's so important to these characters and the way you kind of are consuming this. Maybe I just lack the vision to see how to just do it as a straight up. I think linear a musical narrative. is the right way. Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys it up though. How do you isolate them all? I suppose. Yeah, actually, no. I already know how I would do that. Take it back. We can cut this out. Thank you so much once again. If you're still with us, I don't do the editing. Amy does the edit. But if you are still with us and even a third of the amount of how would we produce this if given the opportunity to bring it to another format has been left in, even if a third's been left in, 
Thanks for still being with us now because you've got through a lot. And please join us again next week when we'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. But until then, happy listening! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.